Hey, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. It's a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. Did you know that, Nikki? I didn't know that. I wish someone had told me. Well, that's where you can find all your favorite podcasts, don't you know? And you can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. No, it is the best. That's right, Steve. I like it better than my wife. Excuse me? But that's not hard. Cue laugh track, please. Cue intro. Please. Why didn't anyone tell me? Okay, welcome to the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. I'm Steve Green. And I'm Nikki Limo. And today we are joined by our very special guest, Allison Raskin. She's a writer. She's an actress. She's a director. She's a YouTuber. She has a sketch comedy channel. It's called Just Between Us. But most importantly, you have a podcast called Gossip that is out now and you should listen to it. It's a scripted podcast. We were just talking about it a little bit before we started recording. Um, it's taking you a long, like you've put a lot of prep work into this, Yes. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's basically like a show just without the visuals, so it's a 12-episode It's like how it used to be before TV. Yeah, it's a radio play. People used to Mm -hmm. listen to radio. Exactly. That's so cool. Like the Lone Ranger. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's actually word for word a replica of the Lone Ranger. Wow, that's really beautiful. I I, I shouldn't have played it. I love it. I love it. That's a great tease. (laughs) Um, What's it about? Um, it's a comedic soap opera, and so it's basically about like three women who meet for coffee every week, and they gossip about what's going on in the town. So it's kind of like an homage. Oh, like to, Sex like, in the City type of. More like a Desperate Housewives, like um, Devious Maids, Jane the Virgin. Oh, cool. Yeah, I always forget like that. That is another form of entertainment out there. That like you know podcast. No, We're on no, a podcast. Well, yeah, No, like um, like scripted podcasts. I always think like. Uh, you know, listen to comedians. I listen to right. uh, like a talk show type of things, but I, I I totally forget about the storytelling ones. Which I it's weird because I actually love listening to stories. Like I love listening to audiobooks. Yeah, I like all of that. But I just never, I never think about. It. There's so much content out there right <laughs> now. And um, but yeah, that's that's so awesome. So we'll leave a link in the description. You can check out Allison's podcast after this one. This one's gonna be so fun. We're talking about <laughs> depression, right. everyone's favorite topic. It's just a really lighthearted, like good time uh, for all involved. Um, it's Steve's favorite topic Agreed. to talk about as yes. someone that doesn't deal with depression. Uh, but I love how I love people that are open about mental health and stuff. And that's I think it's so important to talk about. And especially this month is Suicide Awareness Month, I, I believe. And there have been a few celebrity suicides. So well, we'll get to that. But um, th- also, these episodes are coming out out of order. We did have Kelsey Dara come on and talk about um, anxiety and mental health, which is you know in the same vein. But we didn't really get into depression and more specifically the treatment of depression, which I would just love to. I think you're a great candidate for that. I don't really think of myself as having depression. Oh, Is really? that terrible? That's not terrible. <laughs> Did I just ruin the whole show? The whole show's ruined. It's about? over. We're done. Guys, if you this have depression, great, I don't have it just either. don't this have awesome. it. Oh, well, that's great. No, that's such a twist that I, I, I love. I mean, I've definitely had bouts of it, but I don't have, like, my main issues are OCD and anxiety. And okay. And I think that those... Debilitate me a lot more than like my more like depressive. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Okay. OCD. Like, do you just arrange stuff? Like, is it that one or which one is it? The dirty things one. Yeah. So, as a podcast about mental health, a thing I'd advise is don't ever ask somebody that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) I think that that's sort of like a go-to. Like, oh, okay. Like, 
where people will just be in their house and be like, oh, I need my picture frames to be straight. I have OCD. Oh, um, yeah. And it's just like a lot more than that. It's become a cute little quirk thing yeah, to exactly. say. Like, oh my God, I'm so OCD. I have to have everything yeah, in color order. It's like a order. TV show, like set up, like sitcom Exactly. Yeah. It's like a punchline to a sitcom at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of an all-encompassing thing. that, And it definitely like portrays itself very differently depending on the person. And mine is um, a lot of like cleanliness-based OCD. So like, as you said, I don't like to be dirty. Yeah. Um, but it also like kind of affects you in like all areas of your life. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, and is it like... Uh, I don't I like here's why I don't have many questions is because I don't don't have any experience with this topic that's why I don't know what to ask that isn't invasive oh no that's okay okay. you can always ask obviously because I agreed to come on and talk about it yeah 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 (laughs) okay so what uh what like what ticks I guess happen in your life that that would affect your daily routine um I mean like Sometimes I don't even understand that that's, like, exactly what's happening. But, you know, in terms of, like, the cleanliness stuff, like, I, I like, track dirt, right? So if, if I'm your friend and I see that you wear this jacket all the time, I'll, like, worry about the fact that, like, you haven't washed that jacket. Wow. And then I, like, won't want you to sit on my couch with that jacket. Huh. And so, like, I'm, I'm medicated right now and I'm doing a lot better. And But, like, there'll that's be awesome. times where, like... Like the fact that Sugar, my dog, is on my lap right now and she went outside and I didn't wipe off her paws or her butt and I'm still letting her on my lap is something I could not do before. That's amazing. Yeah. And is it medication that helps you mostly with that? The medication helps, but also like therapy helps. The fact that I got the dog was super helpful because I actually got her a large part for um, exposure therapy. So like loving something that is dirty and like letting that be a part of my life. um, And that's really like helped me a lot. I still like wipe her feet down and stuff, but the, you know, you can only go so far. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's such great progress. Um, yeah. So before the medication wh- and before sugar, wh- what was it like on a daily basis? Where like, because there's dirt everywhere. I mean, that's yeah, it's not great. I yeah. could, I would be okay if I knew I was going to be contaminated. So like, for example, if I like knew I was going to the beach and then was like, okay, I'm going to the beach, I'm going to get dirty and then I can come home and I will shower and I will be prepared. Mm-hmm. But if like, I couldn't be the type of person that was like, oh my God, let's just go to the beach. And then I'd be like, I, like, I couldn't. Spontaneously. I wasn't, I wasn't like prepared to be contaminated and I right. like, didn't have a plan. I didn't have the right shoes. Like I didn't, you know. Um, and it was, it's really hard to be in other people's places. Um, like the cleanliness of other people's places can really freak me out. Oh yeah, you would hate our place. Oh yeah, I, I, very yeah, filthy. I, mean, I probably can't come over. No, 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 no. yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We we'll, there's cat hair and everything. Yeah, oh, we'll try. Yeah. We'll, we won't send your invite out. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna invite you tomorrow, but you know. Oh well, yeah. we could meet in a public place. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's much better. <laughs> Is you're okay? Um, would yeah, you? How do you feel about okay, dingy, um, bat, poorly, poorly lit, lit places, uh, places, tight spots with some. Yeah, Hope like you're not claustrophobic. Half-assed audio. Because I sure feel like it. Pads. I'm actually not claustrophobic. Nice. And I once had a friend like assume I was. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not. And he's like, Oh, I just assume that you have every problem I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of how I felt too. That's it, a real friend. I guess it was my mistake to assume depression because when we think mental health, I just think, Oh, well, you know, the basics are there, right? Uh, depression, yeah. anxiety, and then whatever you have on top of that. But yeah, I didn't even think for a second not depression. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely had episodes of depression and like 
But there, it's not like a clinical, it's not, ongoing. It's not debilitating for me. Right. So I'm like very high functioning regardless of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Like I can get my work done and I can like do what I need to do and then I break down at home. Okay. Um, so that's that's similar to what I have. Um, and I think that I think there's several factors with getting your work done. And there's so, the stigma about it is that people with depression can't do stuff. So people don't want to talk about it if they have it because then they kind of become unhirable, which I completely understand from a business perspective. As an employer, why would you want to hire someone that might not get their work done because they're crying all day? But <laughs> uh, from someone that has it, I it, yeah, I could, I could literally cry all day in bed. But if I said I was going to do something, I, I'm going to get it done. Right. And I'm going to work through it. And I think that part is, I think it's part willpower. You know, it depends on how high your willpower is, how high your pain tolerance is. Because it's pretty painful getting your work done when you <laughs> are suffering through it. But um, but yeah, I, I feel very similar to that where I'm high functioning. Mm-hmm. I will never not show up to something that I got hired for or right. not do a good job or, you know, whatever. I just might do a better job if I wasn't having an episode right but um as far as OCD I'm so I'm so curious because there's so much I don't know I have one friend that has it but everyone's is different right Mm -hmm. yours is most to do with cleanliness his is more um he has to do repetition things like he has to walk in multiples of three Mm -hmm. and stuff like that or else he has to go back and do it again and I just think it's one so interesting to just talk about and know about and that there's people everyone's like just you're a normal person it's not like you're a weirdo in the world like you're not you're just a normal person and you happen to have this thing um like as like people that have physical problems i feel is easier to talk about in a public space it's like society kind of accepts it more than having like mental health issues I've always been very open about stuff. So I never felt like I needed to keep it to myself, um, whether or not that was correct or not. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I've never, like, I feel shame in that I don't want to be this way a lot of the time or, like, I wish I wasn't this way, but I don't feel shame in other people knowing about mm. it, if that makes sense. Do you ever have somebody uh, try to give you advice and they're like, well, why don't you just snap out of it? Like that kind of jam? Well, so I think that that's a lot of times what someone would say for depression with OCD, it's more like, like so another thing I have is like, um, I need a lot of reassurance about things. So I'll ask you the same question a bunch of times. And like, so that was, for example, something I didn't realize was my OCD until like my therapist like kindly pointed that out. So hmm. like, if you're with me, I'll be like, do you think, do you think sugar's happy? Like, do you think she's okay? Is she, do you think sugar's fine? Like, does sugar love me? And like, some, a lot of times like reactions will just be like, yes, like, <laughs> you know, that's, and but in a way that is like, the right response because you're not supposed to enable it. Mm-hmm. So like you're not. Oh, by the suppo- way, sugar's her dog. Yeah, sugar's not, my dog. Not, sorry, not, <laughs> she didn't have a problem with eating too many sweets. <laughs> well, um. you think sugar loves me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lollipops and wonder dreams. Love you. Um, but so like it's a difficult thing because like on the one hand you want the people closest to you to understand what you're going through, and then on the other hand they can't really enable you because that that doesn't really help anybody. Um, I feel like my best friend Gabby done who people yeah, she was on a podcast yeah. okay great yeah. her episode came out a couple weeks ago yeah yeah so she does like a really good job of just sort of like anticipating stuff and then just like making it so it's not a big deal so it'll be like oh this plate's dirty and she'll just like take that plate and give me her plate or like and then we move on and so like that's been like a really lovely friendship to have that's awesome wow. that's like she anticipates your needs man that's yeah. great 
That's like you can't get uh, I can't get stoned around people <laughs> like uh, I, I can't get stoned at all because it just affects me the whole month. But when I did try to do it, I could only get high around one person it was my best friend Tara at the time. Shout out to Tara. Whoa. Um, but she would like I get really paranoid. I think I'm dying every single time. That's why I just don't do it. But but she would see that happening and she'd be like, hey, you want to play Scrabble? And I'd be like, yeah, I love Scrabble. <laughs> we just play Scrabble, and it would be the worst game of Scrabble you've ever seen in your life. But it would totally take my mind off it, and it just made everything okay, which I know that's a maybe that's not an exact analogy, but I feel like having friends that um, don't judge you or make fun mm-hmm. of you for whatever you're going through and just kind of know how to make you feel better yeah, is so essential in every aspect is being high functioning something that you gradually got to or did you were you always kind of high functioning i've always been high functioning i think that like i don't really remember that much of my childhood because i think i blocked a lot of it out but um (laughs) from what i've been told it was a lot of like i'd be able to go to school and then i'd come home and fall apart oh so that was like sort of what it's always been like for me so you do you get your thing done and then you kind of sit with yourself and deal with it yeah, and then I'll I'll freak out like at home. <laughs> but now, honestly, now I'll cry anywhere. So maybe I'm growing. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I could do like a like a star tours of everywhere I've cried in Los Angeles. Yeah. Please. <laughs> What's the most famous location? Oh man, one time I had I just got broken up with over the phone, and I was at the farmers market by the Grove, and I was sitting at a table with my mom, and I was hysterically crying, and these people came and sat right next to us. Oh man! Isn't that Why? strange? Yeah, that's weird. That's so they're yeah. Like, well, and no they like seating. ate their ice cream like as I was just like, <laughs> like I don't want to stand holding ice cream. Yeah. Maybe they're like it's Los Angeles when in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah right. <laughs> She's probably an actress that didn't get the part. Yeah. Right? Broke it up over the phone though. Well, he put me. He told us we were on a break, and then he made me wait like a week to then tell me that he didn't want to be with me. Holy cow! I almost cried serving Britney Spears. Um, that was so. I my boyfriend broke up, and I had to go to work still. And I was trying to call in and be like, I don't want to come, but they're like, you have to come. So usually, if I'm going through like something sad or depressing or whatever, traumatizing. I could get it together by the time I get to the place that I'm at. I cry the whole way in the car, and then I'm like, fine. This time, I would just couldn't stop crying. Like, yeah. tears just wouldn't stop falling out of my face, and it it just wouldn't go away. And they're like, you still have to serve your section, basically. And then they sat Britney Spears in my section. I was like, <laughs> I guess you got to serve Britney now. And I go up to well, her she table. she probably gets it. Yo, right? Yeah. She would have. Loved me probably. Probably would have been best friends, changed my life. But then uh, my my coworker saw me like approach with like mascara running down my face and napkins and stuff, and she's like, "I got this." I'm like, "But Brittany, yeah, uh, sometimes yeah, you can't stop the cry. I just can't stop it." And I also I have like a quiet a a cry quota, um, so like sometimes I just like need to have a cry. Yes, she does yeah. Too, yeah. me too. It just builds up, yeah. and then I'm like, "Oh, it's just because I need to cry," and it's like being constipated almost. But with tears. Yeah. And it's like nothing's really happened. It's no. just like you got to have that release. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Someone and that gets Sometimes me. she's like, I just need to scream right now. So uh, she like comes in the room to me and she's like, hey, I'm just going to like scream right now. So just don't be weird. Like, <laughs> And then she'll just like scream. like, And it does startle it's me. It's very like, dang. I, so I'm so glad that she warns me because when we first <laughs> got together, she would just do that. And then I come in and I'm like, hey, what, what, what's going on? And she's like, this doesn't help me when you do that. And oh, I'm yeah, like, it made it worse. I'm, I'm like, like now know. you're just putting back in all the energy I just released. Yeah. <laughs> 
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the, that's part of, I guess, what I consider to be depression. But I, did, again, like didn't know any of that was mental health. I just thought it was things that everyone went through that everyone was putting on a face at school or at work or whatever. And then they'd go home and cry every day. Like that's <laughs> what I thought was going on. And then, yeah, it wasn't until I went to therapy that they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's been such an incredible relief, like, since I went on meds. I've been on and off meds my entire life since I was, like, four years old. But I okay. took, like, a long break from my adulthood from, like, 21 to, like, 28. And um, and going back on meds and realizing, like, oh, my God, like, my brain did not need to be operating like that. Like, yeah. that is not, like, I was wasting so much energy and, like, and pain and anxiety on, like, these thoughts that just, like, don't need to be there and aren't there for so many people. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So, because for a lot of people, including myself, um, I try to avoid medication at all costs because mm-hmm. I just get scared that it'll change my personality. And there's some of my friends that have gone on medication that it did really numb them and like make them different. And I think my personality is so much better now. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's like when, I think that I'm actually able to have my personality. Yeah, that is when you, I think it's the correct balance. Mm-hmm. See, I think that if you can find a medication or whatever the treatment is that balances out the chemicals in your brain that make you feel not how you should be feeling, I think that's when it's yeah that the if best. you're over medicated and you're on the wrong pills and obviously it's not going to work but but for so many people I feel like doctors are just you know they have so many patients and they're in a hurry they're like what well, you're depressed okay take this mm-hmm. you know and it, they just miss a diet not misdiagnose but like give them the wrong treatment like for their particular diagnosis I guess and um, I mean it's all trial and error yeah. I suppose I don't know what it's like being a doctor I can't imagine but, <laughs> uh, that gives me anxiety just thinking of. <laughs> a mental health doctor um but yeah so i i've never personally been on medication and i'm so fascinated i love hearing when it works for people because there's a few of my friends that does work for and i was randomly like the video where you talked about um 
you being on this medication mm-hmm. and it and having uh, side effects like weight gain and stuff and then your family members being like maybe you should switch and you're like I'm the happiest I've ever been <laughs> I, that video came up in my feed and and I was watching it and I'm like I love this I I want her to talk more about that so how I actually did switch you did um, yeah okay so uh, I I went on Zoloft after a breakup like last April and I mean it was a long time coming Is it the I breakup that been. you cried in the in the grove. No, no, I get broken up with a lot. Oh, okay. and oh so, <laughs> and, um, and that I had kind of been having a. I was I was heading towards a ben, a bit of a breakdown, regardless. And then that was a real catalyst. Mm-hmm. And so I finally like um, went back on meds for the first time since I was like in college. And um, they put me on Zoloft and this uh, this, this other medicine. I don't really know what it was. And, and it was really, it was really working, but I, I really, I did gain like probably like over 20 pounds, which is like a lot to gain in one year. Yeah. Um, mm. and so I think I didn't really realize how much weight I had gained because, um, I've, <laughs> this is such a weird explanation, but I've always had a little bit of body dysmorphia. So when I looked in the mirror, I always thought I was overweight. So like, I didn't really notice that like, oh, it was actually real weight. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I – and now I look back at photos of myself, and I and I know at the time I thought I was fat, and it's, like, mind-boggling yeah. to me wow. that I felt that way. But, like, it, I – in the mirror for a while, I just sort of, like, saw what I thought I'd always seen. Um, and then, like, once my parents really <laughs> intervened on me and, like, made me weigh myself and, like, stuff like that, I was like, oh, fuck, I've actually gained a lot of weight. Huh. Um, and so I kind of, like, you know, I, I didn't change – for a few months and I kind of fought back and then I was like you know it is a it is a significant weight gain it's not like five pounds um there are other medicines and I just like it's sort of like was the point where someone had just pointed out to me so much I was like okay I have to deal with it um but I did it you know under the supervision of my psychiatrist um I think that there were also some other side effects with the Zoloft as well. And um, I was like, I, I was on a really high dose. I was on 150. And, you know, together we like weaned me off of the Zoloft. And now I'm on a, a different drug called um, Trintelix. And that is actually a newer drug that has like a lot less side effects. Um, and so like through her supervision and like takes, it takes weeks, you know, to mm-hmm. like wean yourself off of it. Now I'm, I'm just on, I'm just on the Trintelix. And now I'm like aggressively trying to lose the weight, which is so much fun. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's so easy too. I yeah, love when so people. Um, I love when you're in a public uh, public platform mm-hmm. and people just are like, "You need to lose weight." Like, yeah, like it's very easy. Why aren't you losing it? It's tough, and it's like you know, it, and it was a it's a tricky thing because on the one hand, I was like, "No, like." fuck the weight gain like I'm happy but then it was also like well there are other medications out there you know and yeah um so I don't know it it was interesting like even like my face I feel like I've gotten my face back a little bit yeah like it you know like sometimes you get like that that puffiness Mm -hmm. and so the rest of the weight obviously is going to take a little longer but I already feel like oh I look a little bit more like myself well you look great yeah you look awesome do you ever have people they'll go like um they're like um oh here's how to lose weight and it's like oh man do I really gotta do this with you man no, because I don't really, like, all my friends are so supportive. Like, That's I don't great. have friends who would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've sort of, like, shut down the conversation with my parents where I'm like, I changed the meds. I'm working on it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I don't really have those people in my life 
other than online. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, of course. And I don't actually know those people nor care too much about their opinions. Hey, that's, the key. that's the key. That's the key. Not knowing them and not caring about them because you don't know them is the yeah. key, I think. I feel like I go through phases. Like, sometimes it doesn't affect me at all. I'm like, I don't know these people, so, like, why would it bother me? And then, I mean, that's my rational side. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, it's like, uh, my feelings side takes over. And oh, I'm totally. like, why does everyone hate me? <laughs> well, it definitely took a while. It was like, I could take the punches. I took the punches. I'm You're fat. What happened to you? You look fat. Are you pregnant? This is crazy. Look yeah. what happened to Allison. She looks terrible. And then it was like suddenly it was like, okay, all right. All right, I'm going to do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it's normally like a, another smaller thing, then you're like, you bounce back. That's not a big deal. Right. If it's not like a, yeah. m- a bunch of people saying the right. same thing. But also 20 pounds for my frame, it's a lot. And so yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't think that my psychiatrist was keeping track of that. And that's normally something that they should be. They should weigh you before you start your medicine and like kind of as it goes. Um, but what can you do? I know. Well, it even happens with, with other things too. Like I went on a plant-based diet like mm. for eight months and it was like a vegan diet. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm getting like super healthy. And I'm right. just, I just want to, I wanted to be really healthy. And like, um, I also read about it helping with depression, mm-hmm. like eating clean and stuff. And I'd gone on a juice cleanse and it did help a lot with my anxiety. Like I could actually breathe in the morning. I didn't have chest tightness. And I was like, oh, this might be the thing. And I went on this plant-based diet and I I gained like 15 pounds. Yeah. And people were like, are you pregnant? And it was just an overwhelming amount of comments where I didn't even, I didn't want to address it because I was still trying the thing out and like how do you know if it's the diet or how do you know like how do you know what it is but that was the only variable in my situation I was still exercising I was still doing all the other things and so um so yeah I just uh, it the comments it's like man we're just trying to figure life out like it's (laughs) no one has it together yeah and I mean (laughs) the other thing is is that like there's no everyone's body is so different and so many things comes down to genetics that like this idea that this type of diet will work for everyone or this is what you need to do to look like it's just not true people say it all the time this is all you gotta do yeah (laughs) are you doing that all you gotta do is this like no all you do is that you don't know me (laughs) you don't know my body you don't know my life uh but yeah um so medication <laughs> like where did we I mean, get honestly, how did we get here yeah i think that you should go on some meds <laughs> yeah there you go okay <laughs> i mean all you at meds. least like you owe all yourself the opportunity to try it and yeah. it's not that something that's permanent what made you get off the meds in the back in when so you're 21 i i mean i had a, i have an interesting relationship with mental health and therapy because i started so young like i got ocd when i was four years old and so growing up like therapy was not was not an option for me it was required like I was forced to go and so that made me obviously like very resentful of it I feel like a lot of my friends who like have gone on their own fruition as adults are like wow this is amazing like this person listens to me I guess and like I get that and it's amazing but when it's like associated with like almost like a homework assignment that you've had your whole life um then it can get like a little much and um I don't know, like uh, the summer before my senior year of college, I was on so many medications and I <laughs> I was just like, I had a nose job and I had all these side effects from the nose job. And I don't know, I just like made this decision that I was like going to like wean myself off of stuff. And um, I actually did. And, and, you know, I don't know if that was for the best, or, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I got through. And then at a certain point, you have to listen to yourself. And I was not able to cope without them anymore. And so then I went back on. That makes sense. But it took like seven years to mm-hmm. realize that, yeah? Yeah. Huh. I fought back. I didn't want to go back on. 
I mean, that makes sense if you're like a little kid and, and that's all your life you've been. It's like when um, parents are too over overbearing and then their kids you know, go yeah. to college and go crazy, you know. Um, well, I was off from 12 to 18, too. So I've okay. had like phases of my life where I'll be on it and then I'll be OK or not OK. I mean, I probably should, again should have been on it. Times, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's also different. Like when I'm on now it feels like such a low dose and feels like it's working well. There aren't side effects like like easy it doesn't make me sick like yeah that's great so why wouldn't I be on it how did you get diagnosed as a kid like what signs did you like how did they know like what did they what did you Uh, do like my whole personality changed in like a few days or a week or so like it came on so severely my parents thought I had like a brain tumor oh um it's called pandas it's like this thing where like strep throat actually can like ignite the OCD in your head um, and so, yeah, my parents were just super proactive and they were like, well, this is not the child that we know and love. <laughs> we still love her, but yeah. not the child we know. And so they just like got me help right away, which was great. It's called Pandas. Why'd they name it such a cute name? Yeah, that's really cute. Just so that it's like fun and flirty when people tell you about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, pandas. we're trying to get rid of her pandas. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're, you're back on it now. And uh, what is like the biggest thing? that you'd say that like it it helps you with daily uh the cleanliness stuff okay that i'm i'm like much more able to like be exposed to things and and to not feel contaminated can you go camping and stuff like that because i I, I can't even do that i don't don't want to do it what's it like at parties it's okay i mean you're okay yeah like it it also depends on my mood and like how i'm doing that day and what's going on in the rest of my life because obviously when like i'm feeling bad about everything then that, those things flare up more yeah which i'm sure you're familiar with yeah for um. sure <laughs> especially if i don't recharge because you know the difference between introverts and extroverts mm-hmm. you know introverts recharge by being alone if i've had too many social days i start breaking down at a party like i'll just start crying because yeah i can't it's too much it's too many people talking to me you got to go on medication <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Right. Diagnosed just like you, that. I'm telling you, you don't need to live like this. <laughs> but then I always think like, well, as an actress, you know, you have to have your emotions like right no, here. And like, what if my emotions aren't accessible anymore? And well, I think as a comedian, I'm like, well, if I'm happy, how can I be funny? And it's just bullshit. It's like we still have perspective. We still have memories. We still know what it feels like to experience certain things. Yeah. And you don't need to feel that way all the time for your art. Like, Do you I think still that's get garbage. a cry day? Do you still like? Well, I still uh, cry, of course. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Can you cry for us now? No. Oh, man. I don't think so. I'm not interested really in it. Fun. I don't really want to. Okay. <laughs> it's fun for us, though. <laughs> um, what about, uh, like, going to, like, public place, like, a restaurant or a restroom at a restaurant? Right. So, like, a big part of, like, a big part of OCD is that it doesn't really make sense to other people. So, because it's mental illness, right? So, like, sure. I will do things that other people will be like, that's gross. Like, why are you doing that? And don't you have OCD? And it's like, yeah, but my OCD appears in this way and these like, are what the are you thing. trying to pull don't you have ocd <laughs> yeah exactly so like i have to like if i take a shower i have to oh no i <laughs> dropped my water cap um if i take a shower um then i have to wash my hair because if i don't wash my hair then i don't feel clean okay so every day i'm washing my hair and people are like don't do that that's like so bad for your hair and i'm like it's well it's just I like, every day. Yeah, like i gotta do it every day <laughs> but that's not something that i feel like i need to change like it's not like a, yeah it's not like an issue for me i still think i have great hair like it's yeah it doesn't not, you interrupt know what I mean? your... it doesn't ruin my hair right. um and so but then like i'll go do something where i'll like touch something or i'll you know want to 
like go to a water park and people will be like, well, how can you go to a water park? Those are disgusting. You yeah. know? And I'm like, well, but when I go to a water park, I know I'm going to be in a water park. And so that's different. So it's oh. for you, it's like you more know? the, the planning and the anticipation. Yeah. Or it's just like what, and then what happens afterwards? So like I couldn't go, at least before, I wouldn't be able to go from a water park to something else. Mm-hmm. Or like put my old clothes back on. I see. But like if I can take my shower and I can re, you know, clean myself. It's like I don't like ever like rewear clothes. Okay. But like, but that. But you then mean like without washing them first? Without washing like them. You have. No, I only, I only wear clothes once. I was like, <laughs> you must be loaded. <laughs> no, like without washing them. Okay. But so like another thing that's like getting better is like being able to wear jackets more often without okay. without washing. Them. Oh right, because yeah. okay, wow, yeah, I never washed I my jackets. I think I've washed one of my jackets in my <laughs> right. life. So, so that that will like terrify me if like wow. you were to come to my home and I knew you hadn't washed your wow. jacket and then your jacket was on my sofa. I yeah, see. we'll just meet public places. That actually just makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Like what you're saying makes total sense. No, it to does me. make sense logically. I'm like, that's actually smarter than the way I think. Like I'm like, like I, I'm dirty all the time. My jackets are dirty all the time. We should be cleaning our jackets, folks. We yes. should be cleaning our freaking jackets. Please. Like nothing she's saying is crazy to me. Oh, I'm, I'm like, always that's the, the reasonable I'm argument. I'm like, I'll wear my clothes a billion times until because for me, unless it's dirty or it smells bad or like I see something on it. I don't want to ruin the clothes because they spent money on the clothes. And the more you wash your clothes, the you know the threading yeah. gets loose and all this stuff. And there's less you get less time with them. So I'm always like on the money side. Like I I need to preserve the fabric. <laughs> and so and I don't know. I don't sweat a lot. I'm not like a sweaty person. It takes a lot for me to sweat. So Good for you. Um, I I feel like oh my clothes are still pretty clean. Like if I smelled them, but see like, to me it would be more not your body, right? But like where you have sat in those clothes. Oh, and like what the outside what outside elements have Contacted touched the clothes. It. So it's not even like the inside of the clothes, it's the outside of the clothes. Oh, so wow. interesting. When I'm using a gas station thing, I use my keys every time. I don't touch it with yeah. my fingers, no freaking way. And if I use an ATM, I do the same thing, I use my keys. Uh, well, okay, uh, I have time. an opposite perspective, okay? So like I just touch everything, don't wash my hands, and I don't get sick because I'm immune now. <laughs> well, what's, <laughs> what's interesting is, with me is like the end the end fear is not illness. Like I'm actually not afraid of being sick. Like if my friend's sick, I don't care. Like it's like whatever. <laughs> I don't care it's if just sick. like contamination. Oh, okay. So it's very so that like is very weird to people. Where like it's like oh who cares they're sick it's whatever. But it's like some other outside. So it's not even the consequence. It's just the fact that it's just dirty. the feeling of being contaminated. Wow, mm-hmm. I love I love hearing this because I just. But again, it's just my experience. Like sure. I'm sure everyone else is like has a totally different mindset. But, but like mindset. there's probably so many people out there that have this that feel like they can't talk about it to anybody and that nobody understands them and that they're all alone. Yeah, I just read a short story actually. Um, and it wasn't explicitly about OCD, but the character clearly had it. And for me, it was the most realistic portrayal of it that I've ever read. What's it called? Um, you, you think it, I'll say it. Huh. Um, and it's a series. It's like a um, a collection of short stories, and I can't remember exactly what that short story was called. But there was just this this element of like how she felt about certain people touching her and feeling like that that would really freak her out. Like sometimes, like I'm a lot better now, but like my whole body would clench up at the idea of like having to touch certain people or interact with certain, you know, and like, and then but then feeling like totally fine with a different person. Yeah, and like this like visceral reaction to things that huh. like I was like oh yeah that's what my life was <laughs> well if any of this sounds familiar to you just go out there and read this story you know there's people out there that uh, you're not alone whatever you have whatever you're dealing with you're not alone mm-hmm. and with that we're gonna go to a commercial break we have some really cool commercials coming up 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, hope you're enjoying this break. And also, hopefully, you're subscribed to CastBox because although you can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, we think CastBox is really cool. Listen, everywhere else is the Walmart of podcasts, but this is the mom and pop shop. Great people. Go there because there's great people. Just a great app, a solid app, a five-star app. Speaking of ratings, if you could just rate and review our podcast, it really helps people find us. We love you for that. I like. I love you. Like, if I you're too give cool you a to piece click, of my heart. That's pretty cool. I will say that's really cool, but it really does help. Please, please do it. Please just like. Click the just thing. please like us. So you're sitting in your house right now, and you've heard people say a lot that you're not alone. Well, introducing a new product that makes you feel alone. That's right. It's called the indoor tent. And basically, it's a black tent. It comes sent to your house. You set it up in your room. And if if you haven't felt alone before, you will feel alone inside of this tent. Uh, it's a great product. Um, if you order it right now, uh, within the next five minutes, um, use the, using the code TENTME, TENTME, that's T-E-N-T-M-E, um, you'll get 5% off. And you will definitely feel alone inside of the cocoon that is this indoor tent. Wow, what a great product! Wow, that was that sounded lovely. I I don't personally want to feel alone. I don't know why they. Some people do. Yeah, is there a market weird. for that? It's not for me. Play that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Well, back to OCD and uh, more importantly, <laughs> the treatment. Um. So when did you? I guess you've been on on medication all your life, so it wasn't new to you. Um. When did not you? All my life, but since early on and off, all my life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. When. When in your adult life were you, I was after a breakup, was it like really affecting you that you were like, I just need to get back on it? I was suicidal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, and then it helped with that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're yes. alive. So <laughs> that's great. I, I mean, I've been, so I mean, the suicidal thoughts, like I think 10 people tend to, to tie that more to depression. And so I, I've definitely battled with suicidal thoughts, but it was never, it was never like something I, I've. I really felt like I was going to act on because I felt like I just couldn't do that to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that if I didn't have the parents that I have, I probably would be dead, um, which is the thing I tell them in all of their birthday cards. Oh, um, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> You're going to cry every but, yeah. birthday they have? They're no. like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, wait, um, this this story again? <laughs> they're sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat story. I mean, yeah, so I, I was like, I was at a place where I did not want to be alive anymore. And um, and so that's kind of when you have your wake-up call and you're like, okay, I've got to address this. And I actually, for the first time ever, could not eat, which I'd never had before. I've always been like a like an emotional eater. eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I couldn't even eat that time was like was like really shocking and kind of cool. I was like, oh you're wow, like, I'm a skinny yeah. bitch now. So, but, <laughs> this so is my like, life. You're, you're saying the emotion makes you not want to eat at all? Like in I don't know that, for whatever reason, I just like could. That was the only time that's ever happened to me. But I could not. I like could. I wasn't really interested in food even. Wow. Um, and my mom like flew out, and we like immediately like tried to get under control. That's um, great. Yeah. So she like helped with taking you to a, a doctor and stuff like that. Yeah, she went with me to my therapist, and then I, I went to a psychiatrist as soon as she could fit me in. So when you say the parents that you have, it's because you can be open with them. Like Yeah, and, they and like, they, 
I just like I would never want to. I know if I took my own life that it would ruin their lives, and I just don't want to do that to them. And I, I've I've also been lucky enough to have the support system where I never got to that place where I I had no other choice. Yeah, like I've been lucky in that. Like even though I've had those tendencies and those thoughts, that I I've never followed through on them. Yeah. Self-harm, another story, but I've never co- attempted suicide. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all of my life I've been conditioned. Well, not, I mean, it's true. It's not just conditioning, but like to know that suicide is selfish and it affects a lot of people. It makes all your loved ones hurt and, and all of this is true. Um, and logically, I would was always like, everyone gets those thoughts or like, I just want to kill myself. You know, everyone everyone gets those. But to actually act on them is like another thing. And, and I would always think about that. Like, it's so selfish, the people that do that and blah, blah, blah. And um, and like, I would think about my parents and, and I love my, my parents are great too. Like, they're just amazing. I have such a great family and my brother, I could never do that to him. But uh, there was one time where I got super super low and I've never talked about this publicly and I'm not going to get into huge details about it because that's a separate topic and I don't want to cry right now but um but yeah it was at a point where I almost feel like uh, well not almost I feel like logic was no longer in my Mm -hmm. brain it I felt like something took over me and it was it was not even that you know when you're like oh my god life is so bad and and this is just endless cycle and you're so sad and you're like I just want to die it didn't even feel like that it felt like completely calm and peaceful and like this was the answer like this was like this was the right thing to do it felt 100% the right thing to do I felt like I was causing pain to everybody I came in contact with I felt like uh, everyone that loved me like I was just making their life worse and and not that wasn't true at all but in my head it was and that and like I hated that every time I called my mom it was with bad news it mm-hmm. was never with like I'm happy and I just didn't like that I, I felt like I was hurting them and I also like lost every like nobody I had no one close to me anymore like I went through a breakup and like the people that I were talking to like had their own lives and I was like I just pushed away everybody and and then I thought I was I was crazy and kind of lacked judgment and I just didn't want to deal with being insane. So I was like, if I don't have my sanity and I'm causing harm to people, I just feel like this is the right thing to do. Like it'll be, the world will be better without Mm -hmm. me. And I was in this like trance. It didn't, wasn't like, I can't do this because it would hurt. It was like a trance. Um, And my, I went to go do it and my brother called me and he was just like asking like some question, like a random question, like not even anything important. Right. It was just like, hey, how do you like change the coffee filter or whatever it right. was? And it snapped me out of it wow. because it was like hearing his voice mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to leave him and his life will be forever changed because he'll always have a sister that like killed and killed herself. And and like that just I just started crying I was in my car and I just started like crying and like he's like what's wrong and I'm like I just feel like I should die and he's like don't do that and then after that everything went up I was like I will never get to that point again Mm -hmm. and it and I went and got help and um and it wasn't like I went and got help and then everything was great (laughs) it was like I just had to work I I started working through it I started getting heavily back into stand-up comedy which really helped because it was an outlet and Mm -hmm. it was just where all of my darkness turned into lightness Mm -hmm. and it was great um but 
I have a completely different understanding now of people that actually do choose to take their own lives. I I don't think that maybe some of them they're like selfish. Like I've heard stories of people killing themselves in front of their loved ones and just blasting their head off. And that's like, ooh, <laughs> like that person definitely wasn't like, I don't want to harm you. <laughs> well, um, but but like trying to so, prove a point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And and so there's all different reasons people do it. But for some people, the ones that people are like, I never would have ever imagined they would do that. I was that person. I never did it for attention. I never said, I'm going to kill myself right. if you don't do this. Like I've, I've never, no one would have known that I would, mm-hmm. that I was the person to do that. Um, and I think that it's just, I don't think in that case, it's always out of selfish reasons. For me, I felt like I was being help like selfless I thought I felt like I was being helpful no, yeah. like I was setting I think everyone for me, free it was, it was like my parents consistently were like please don't do this don't you know what I mean yeah. that there was people that like knew that there was that tendency and that and like there was like a it wasn't like for me it wasn't it wouldn't have been a shock <laughs> like do you know what I mean yeah. so it was like that there were people constantly being like you better not you know <laughs> um but yeah I mean I I feel very lucky to to have never gone to that place where like the logic didn't matter and I mean life is hard and I think it's also really hard to understand why it matters yeah I think that when you're in a place where everything sucks and all you feel is pain it's like what is the point and since there is no clear point yeah sometimes it's easier just to kind of remove yourself from the game um but um obviously you're part of a bigger thing and that's not what other people want for you or hope for you and um, it's crazy too because I don't even know that girl anymore. Like, yeah. I can't even come close to even on my darkest days. Mm-hmm. I never even come close to that that feeling or that trance like state or any any of that. And I can't imagine like if my life would have ended that day, like none of my life now would have ever happened. And that's right. that's so crazy to me because I love my life now. Like I never would have started dating Steve I never we would never would have gotten married like they're all everything that we have now would never have been and and you just never know and I think that's the thing is that like get help because you just don't know nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow or like next year or anything any, anything like that and and also at the time I was very broke so I didn't think I could get help right and that's just so important I wish people knew that there's there's so many more resources now what did you use um well I I used I I used my parents' insurance and mm-hmm. I got like the first um like therapist that helped but it was he didn't really help that much like <laughs> he wasn't great um but then what I ended up doing was uh just like forking over you know borrowed money to get like a good psychologist that could actually help me through yeah. things and um that was just the tip of the iceberg that was like but I needed that. I needed right. like the let's dig deep into your childhood first before you go on drugs. Let's just psychologically clear things up. Mm-hmm. And I, there were so many things that I thought were settled. Like I didn't I didn't know that those were still affecting the way mm-hmm. that I thought now about myself and about the world and, and everything. And um one thing that really helped me was uh she she said, you know, let's picture your life, um, let's picture you like before you come down to earth. Like let's say before you were born and whether you believe in heaven or whatever or not, that wasn't the point, it was like an analogy. Yeah. Let's say you got to choose your life and before you came down, 
the you know you were shown a picture of what your life would be and be like yeah you're coming on earth and you're gonna have um this these cats and you're gonna live with uh this husband that really loves you and you're gonna um have this career that um supports you and that uh you help people with and uh, and it's great and like she totally let me see things from a different perspective because at that time i was like i'm not Mm -hmm. contributing anything to the world and I just feel like everyone's doing things and and I just ca- couldn't stop comparing myself to other people. Um, and so, yeah, that just, it really helped. Like that that was like putting things in perspective, but like we also did dug into my childhood and like what causes that thinking. And, and I think that's important to know. And then, um, but, but for resources that I wish were available back then, there's stuff like Talkspace that you pay like a, a really nominal fee, it's like, I don't know, like $10 or $20 or something. And it works like health insurance where everyone's paying that fee. So it affords you to be able to have one-on-one time with um, a licensed therapist. And um, I haven't personally used Talkspace or any of these apps yet, but I've, I've just heard really great things from people that have used it that weren't in a position where they could fork over a couple hundred dollars for right. a, a therapy session. Um, it there There's that it's there and then uh the suicide hotline number like i didn't even know that that was a thing i mean it seems pretty well known now but um back then i didn't know and so if anyone's listening to this the suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255 call that if you are in a place because it works someone on the other line cares about you mm-hmm. yeah it's hard i mean it's like I live in fear of feeling the way I used to feel. Yes, yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is just the willingness to want to get better and to grow mm-hmm. and to not go back to that place. Right. Because I also live in the fear of having to be a waitress again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that keeps me very productive. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I was I was a waitress for eleven years. For those of you out there who are working in a restaurant, I feel you. <laughs> not fun. What is it like to be married to someone who doesn't have the same issues? It's actually great. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for everybody that doesn't have depression. It would be great to marry just for that <laughs> quality alone. But um, but with Steve, I, I, I don't know. You're the first person that I ever even dated that didn't have depression. And a lot of times I thought that it was was great that the person I was dating understood how I felt because mm-hmm. they had it too. But what would happen is we would like pull each other down. Right. And... Um, we would use it almost as weapons sometimes subconsciously not trying to but like well my depression and like mm-hmm. i can't do this because of this and and well i can't my illness you know mm-hmm. it's like uh, yeah but you can you're also trying to use that to harm the other person and uh what's great is that i don't believe in depression <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding right, right, if you right. can't see me <laughs> that's and that's a secret i hope they yeah. can't see if you, you don't believe it <laughs> If you don't believe in it, then it doesn't happen That's to you. That's the best, man. Yeah. That's the shit. Uh, That's the shit my grandpa would say. I felt like in the beginning, it was just a little bit of like having to explain, like, if I'm ever going through this, this is how you help, mm-hmm. you know? And he's really, really good at learning. Um, I feel like you are you do exactly the right amount. Like, whenever I'm in that place, he doesn't, he's not overbearing. He's not like, 
um, is it me? <laughs> like right. a lot of people are like, oh, is man. it me? Is there something wrong? People like to make you everything about them. Dude. I don't. Yeah, I, that's one of my pet peeves. Like I, I will never be that way. It's like you got your your shit. Also, too, it's like, you know, it's she'll be upset about something maybe that somebody else did to her way before me and I'm supposed to oh yeah it's like the, it sends back into my whole history of being a person like something can trigger something that happened in high school and the reflex that most people have is well I don't deserve this because I didn't do that to you right. but the mis- that's the mistake people make I think is like p- human beings are born with afflictions like like from birth man like there's shit that people take with them like from way way past high school and all kinds of shit and you take the person as they are. You don't take them as like, well, my experience with you has been this, right. so I deserve this kind of treatment. Like that's bull. I've never even I don't, under, I don't even understand how to understand that because <laughs> to me that's not how it is. Right. So yeah, it's been it's definitely a learning process, right? Like I I had to learn to not to try to fix the, the things. Mm-hmm. It's like you just got to listen to things. But once you get that going, like I think it becomes a lot easier to just listen and be there. And just hug the, hug them, and totally. that's it. That's all. Yeah. Well, that's all you can do. Yeah, I'm not the there beginning, to he tried fix to fix you. it. <laughs> he would be like, "Well, what do, dude, let's do this," and I'm like, "No, I'm just." And it's selfish, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's like it. I'm trying to make myself feel good right. that I'm fixing and this also person. Also, get get the badness away faster, yeah, but temporarily, yeah. right? Not actually help her feel safe, which is right. what she needs the most, you know. Yeah, right. So yeah, listening to listening and learning has been huge for me in that department. Yeah, and you're great. so good at it. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I try to be, man. I mean, that's why I married him. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't live with anybody else. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's interesting too because I have like a duality where I was raised to be very like, like hide your feelings, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it, stiff upper lip. Stiff upper lip. Yeah, me too. And I, to this day, think that that's been beneficial to me in a lot of ways. But I also see the negative effects of that, where it's like I don't tell Nikki what's going on with me. I don't mm-hmm. tell anybody. Like wow. I just do my thing. But I'm not depressed. Like I just kind of, I have my like own like recycling just system. Suppressed uh, f- emotions. Yeah, and feelings, right. But I don't but have a lot of like pent up resentment. You don't have a chemical thing in right. your brain that changes things exactly for you. i don't have that working against me right so i can kind of filter out the bullshit that right. i deal with yeah. um so it has worked for me for whatever reason but i don't want like i, I know for men it's tough because we're not supposed to tell each other how we feel and like a lot of my guy friends are not like it's like weird if you'd start talking that way but it's not weird to me but yeah. they, i think they, they they feel weird if they start talking about how they feel about something mm-hmm. so but but i think that the sooner that we get past that the better, but I also on my other side of my brain, I'm like, well, he's a guy. Why the fuck is he bitching about anything? <laughs> so it's t- it's tough to fight yeah, it's that hard. constantly. I heard this great saying that was like, the first thing that you think about something is the way you're conditioned to think, and then the second thing you think is what you actually think. Huh? So like, if you see a guy and you think men shouldn't act like that, but then you think, oh, that's not the right way to look about. Like that's what you really think. Sure. You're just like conditioned to have that initial response. Yeah, that's true nurture versus nature stuff you know what's also interesting too is that i don't know i'm by the way i'm not an expert on depression at all um i just recently started you know that was like five six years ago Mm -hmm. where i was like i need to learn more about this and make a change because when i was growing up it was the same thing it was you know stiff upper lip and and uh, don't cry unless you're hurt physically. Like, you weren't allowed to cry. If you were hurt emotionally, that doesn't make sense. Like, you need to be hurt physically if you're going to cry. And and so it was a lot of trying to suppress 
emotions and trying to like numb myself but also I'm a very emotional person (laughs) so it like was super hard for me as a kid and I think it just manifested in uh you know depression and and uh when I when I spoke out about it um in high school I was like I think I might have depression but it was like a bad word to in my house it was like no like you don't have depression and smile more and (laughs) and my mom was (laughs) it was very like um She's very understanding and empathetic as a person, but she did when when she heard the word depression, she was thinking like bipolar, uh, like extreme, right. like, and she's like, well, you're not manic and stuff, so you're not bipolar, and I'm like, well, there's other forms of depression, but I didn't know either, and uh, and so she's like, no, it's just this, you just you need to you know rub some essential oils and you know be grateful for all the things you have and and all, you know all the things yeah. that look at how good your life is. Why don't you see yeah. George <laughs> Bailey? <laughs> Yeah, it's and it, it like has nothing to do because I'm so thankful. Like I am, I am so much in gratitude every day. It has nothing to do with how good or bad my life is going. It has everything to do with chemicals in my brain. And the more that I learn about it, which just has become recent, the more you know. I, I you know try different things, and it's right. in trial, trial and error. And I haven't tried medication yet, but. A couple of years ago, I read a book called um, "The Power of the Hu- uh, The Power of the Female Brain," which I avoided for years because it was a gift. And I hate when people are like, "Girl brains, boy brains," you know. Yeah. But apparently, I mean, it was written by a, a doctor um, that a brain specialist that constantly scans brains and was just like, "Here, I'm not here to tell you that." girl brains and boy brains are different people get really offended on that i'm like wow you just called it out immediately that's (laughs) that was my whole stigma with that book um and he's like no uh they're actually kind of i mean they're different in the way that brain activity is and like i guess you know out of like a thousand female brains a, a lot of them operate the same way as far as activity and their worry center is hyperactive and their shopping center too you know what i'm talking about (laughs) i'll tell you that and there's a lot of there's just areas and and male brains have different issues but like for the female brain i guess like you know that was hyperactive and and a lot of it was probably society too coming down like you you kind of have to do everything as a woman like you have you're told you have to maintain your weight and you know your look good and you gotta you know have a career and you also gotta have a family and you gotta have all these things and you just people there's a lot of pressure involved and we're just built to like worry i guess to take care of our offspring or something but for whatever reason um it's it's overactive and uh there's a lot of people don't have the right vitamin balance too, and that affects your brain health. And like, just so many things mm-hmm. affect other parts of your body that I never would have thought of. Yeah. And so I started taking a bunch of vitamins to balance out, or specific vitamins that one I was deficient in because I got a blood test done, and then two that um, he was saying in the book, if you have these symptoms, you might be deficient. You might need this supplement. And I just started, you know, taking them. And it helped a lot. Oh, wow. Like, I went from crying every day, sometimes all day, to crying, like, once a week. And then now it's, like, once a month, maybe. Good. Uh, yeah. And so vitamins, man, they really work. <laughs> they really help. And that might not be, like, everyone's case. But I'm just like, hey, I'll try, I'll try anything at this point, anything. And, um, and so that's been going pretty well. But... Um, Oh, also CBD oil mm-hmm. is a recent thing that uh, Kelsey brought up. Shout out. Uh, shout out to CBD oil. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I was always like, well, I can't do anything weed related because I just get super paranoid. But this is like 
all the relaxing stuff without getting high at all. You mm-hmm. don't get high, you just get, it just relaxes that fear center right. that tightens my chest and makes me feel like I can't breathe. So yeah, new things. It's great. Trying new things. Uh, I'm, I mean, I might try medication. You seem to be really happy i'm a pill pusher i love it well whenever i see someone living their best life i'm like what are you doing let me know yeah medication (laughs) i just think you owe it to yourself to see to try it to try it yeah it's not a permanent thing it's just it's worth trying that's great i mean yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i sometimes wonder like how much better i would be if i was on medication especially during like auditions because I, I've been acting most of my life, um, but like when I'm on set, I can totally act and be free and like let everything go and just be the character. But when I'm in an audition and I know I only have one take mm-hmm. and I know that they're just like scrutinizing every little detail of what I'm saying and it's some of it's not, some of it's to do with the way I look. It's not even how I'm acting. It's just like the way that you look and like the way that you would look next to the other lead actor that they already cast and so many things that are out of your control and then they don't read like an actor. They read like really blase like just mm-hmm. totally not how an actor would read it um I just get so so much anxiety and so in my head and like it just overwhelms my body and sometimes I'm like I wonder what I would be like if I had yeah. something to counter that that yeah I mean I me feel I like just, I'm crazy all the time like I feel so much more free since going back on and feeling like oh like this this layer of worry and anxiety has been like kind of lifted and like it's making it easier for me to be the person that I want to be. That's so great. That that layer, that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. There's like a layer like yeah. right here. And I it's not like, chest. oh my God, I'm like blissed out all the time. Sure. Like, I'm not. And You're like, just like a normal person. But like I I'm like, like a balanced I'm, yeah, person. Like I'm getting I'm, I'm getting back to like a balance where like I'm like, not I'm not always struggling with this thing on top of everything else. Like now when it's like you get a traffic ticket, it's not like, oh my God, everything's right. devastating. Right. It's like, oh, Things are that more manageable. Sucks. I feel bad about this, but it's not the end right. of the world. Well, that's great. I'm so happy for you that you found that, and I I definitely want to explore more into yeah. that. Um, <laughs> if they want to check you out, where can they find you? Um, well, they can go to gossippodcast.com for the podcast, um, and they can listen to gossip basically anywhere podcasts are available. Um, you can also binge listen if you um, go to Stitcher Premium and use the promo code GOSSIP to get a free month. Ooh. You can listen to all 12 right away. If I you love just binging. Can't, can't wait. And then you just cancel on that 30-day mark. You don't pay anybody anything like exactly. I do with everything. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then my social uh, is at Allison Raskin for Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Go find her. She's lovely. Follow her. I'm like choking on my spit. <laughs> follow her. Follow her. Um, also, if you have a topic that you would like discussed, you can email us at podcast at Nikki.limo and, or you could tweet us anytime. And uh, yeah, uh, final thoughts, Steve? Oh, man. Final thought. Um, we always do a final thought. All I, yeah. all I know, man, is my experience with my wife and um, loved ones. It's just try to listen as best as you can. I know that that sounds easy to, to say, but really just shutting the fuck up about your own way that you perceive it, right? And just actually listening to what they're going through Mm -hmm. and not making it about you. Making it about you is, I think, the biggest mistake people make. It's like, well, how does this affect me? And I'm going to have to deal with this. And 
it's it's if you just if you love somebody you can you can handle it oh yeah yeah my thing is all positions in life are temporary i swear to god it just really is it's really temporary you always have options always so like talk to somebody it's all temporary even the good stuff which is kind of scary but i don't want to freak you out <laughs> do i have to have a final thought yeah okay um I, I just would love for you to try medication. Okay. <laughs> I'll report back to you. <laughs> love it. You have, by the way, the most well-behaved dog I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Oh, thank you. She's Amazing. just been chilling here the whole time. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you give her some of yours, right? Yeah. You recommend that, too. 